That's very cool, man. Uh, like today was was a very interesting day in terms of football. Like uh, I before uh, before I watched Dortmund, I watched Liverpool, and they were winning until like the ninety ninety second or ninety third minute. Uh, and the uh, opposing team got a, a penalty, and they scored. They scored yep. a penalty, and it was not. It was not like if you watch that. If you watch the, the the like because that penalty decision went through VAR. You know what I mean? But VAR took a look into it, and they asked the referee to just check it uh, in the screen, and they give and they gave that penalty. But it's not a fucking penalty, man. I don't fucking understand how that VAR shit works. I mean, there was like there was like a penalty that that Mukuko should have gotten in the second half, where where uh, a current defender like just uh, like he kicked him in the back of his uh, like he really kicked him in the back of his uh, heel, and yeah. he, uh, we didn't get a penalty. The announcer but, even said he was like, "I'm like, pretty sure that was in that the scoring team, area." Yeah, that's that's a penalty, man. Like the one against Mukuko, that's a hundred percent a penalty. But the other one against like uh, against Liverpool, they they gave a penalty away, and I I don't understand how how this this VAR fucking shit works. Well, how uh, because I think that VAR is a new thing and it's still like improving, and I I, I think that uh, in the next like few years uh, VAR is going to be better and better. But uh, for you as like a football uh, football supporter, how do you think that VAR is impact impacting the game? Do you think that it's overall like positive, or do you think that it has like its negative points? Um, I think I think the idea is good. I think um, it it helps uh, kind of ensure that like fouls or it's supposed to make sure that fouls in the box aren't missed or like that we get offsides right that we get goals like we make the correct call on goals and everything but even though like it's supposed to be great just like all things it doesn't it doesn't always turn out that way on the pitch like sometimes like the even with var there are still these like fouls or these goals and these offsides where it's like as viewers or as like spectators, we still can we still disagree on whether or not VAR was correct. So I think, like, I feel like there needs to be more like clear cut guidelines and rules, and they need to be like definitive. You can't really, I think, if it leaves too much room for interpretation, or like it would for a human, like a referee on the pitch, then I don't think it does much other than just adds time, like adds stoppage time. Like it's just another reason to stop the run of play. And I think they'll be able to continue to tweak it. Like we have reviews in a lot of American sports and you've got a lot of fans who feel like reviews are taking away from the quality of the game. Like, you know, just like the players make mistakes, sometimes officials make mistakes. And if they make a mistake, it is what it is. But at the same time, you don't want officials to make a mistake that ends up swaying or changing the outcome of a game. And like, you can always talk about how the outcome of a match or a game isn't determined by one like one official or one call but it doesn't mean that the 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 uh flow of the game or the momentum or the energy is is can't be shifted and like sometimes even even if the call that an official makes doesn't change the outcome of the game it can change how both teams approach the game from that point forward you know it it changes the dynamic and when you've got yeah this that much power in officials 
I think it's very important that they they get the call correct. And I think that's what VAR is intended to do. And I think um, it does that most of the time, but there are still like these crazy times where it's like, you know, I think VAR really got it wrong. And that's yeah. something that I would hope league officials across Europe, whether they're like international officials or like Premier League officials, Bundesliga officials, I think those are things they need to be looking at and saying, okay, well, how can we how can we make this better? You know, just because we have VAR doesn't mean it's perfect. And and if they can yep. continue to work out these little like tweaks and changes to make sure it's as good as it can be, like I think the ultimate goal is just to to do better than what we have now. And if it's not perfect, so be it. But I think we need to be able to see as spectators, as fans, that, okay, yeah, it is doing better. And, like, you've even had commentators who are like, you know, I feel like the VAR is not doing its job correctly. Like, I feel like something isn't right here. And if you've got commentators who can't even agree on whether or not VAR is correct, I think that tells you then that there's still work to be done. There's still changes that need to be made, improvements that need to come. Yeah, yeah. I I totally agree with you because... I bo- like I understand that VAR is like it's in early stages in regards to football history like football history like uh, goes back to like 100, 100, 100, 100 years or more or less 100 years and VAR is very like very recent so I understand that VAR is still in its development stage and people are still like tweaking it and making it like more efficient but I think that um, if VAR is going to be a, like a bitch, <laughs> if VAR is going to be a bitch, like better just remove it and go back to the old style because the old style was still entertaining. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, like I, I loved watching like teams in like 2005, 2006, teams being like screwed up by referees and still winning the game. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like the referee gives gives like penalties against them uh takes goals away from them because of offside or offside decisions and when you see like the replay on the screen you're like fuck that shit it's not an offside but at the end they still win and that's very exciting you know what i mean yeah var like although var has uh made it like more fair for teams to like get the results they deserve it is still a little bit uh shady in terms of how it is like interpreted because like var is there like facts are there like there's a penalty you know what 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 a penalty is but when you see like for for example in the premier league when they award that penalty they awarded to uh albion today against liverpool and the penalty that was not given against uh against uh like for for Borussia Dortmund today you just like start asking questions is there like a standard in 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 VAR like are we just agreeing to these are the rules we're going to follow like if this is a penalty then it should be a penalty throughout the entire season and if we see actions like these throughout the entire season, season then we should like give like uh, award the penalty. These are the questions we should ask. And if VR becomes this this way that we're just going to oppress the teams because we want to like I don't I don't understand it because I I don't think like the referees are on it. Like I don't I don't think the referees are are trying to do something bad here, but at the same time I really 
it's really frustrating to trust the system that is put in place to protect like uh, the teams uh, the teams like um, rights to like dispute these decisions by the referee i understand the referee is only human and it's in real time it's very difficult yeah even for us we w sometimes i need like two or three replays from different angles to determine if it is an offside if it is a penalty but for the fucking referee who is re there in the real time and there are so many factors going in you know what i mean f sometimes you train sometimes the referee is just looking s somewhere else you know what i mean so it's like too many factors is difficult so var is definitely a very good thing but at the same time if we just gonna look at something like the uh, the penalty that was awarded against liverpool today and be like that's a penalty then i'm like uh, maybe we should like okay var is very good but maybe we should like brief these referees about var that's that's my opinion about it but nevertheless i think that uh like regardless of that the team should do their best to like win games regardless of what var uh, determines or what var, what decisions the var gives and uh, in terms of the game against Köln, um i don't know for, um for you uh, i know that you didn't watch the entire game you just watched like because of work you just you were able to like watch uh the second half maybe so for you what were because i know that this this game although we lost there were so much so many positive points like so many things that were very positive in your opinion what were these things that were positive that make you think like makes things that make you think that um things that will help us in the next few games i think two big things for me were that our young players were phenomenal again. Like, our youth mm, continues yes. to shine. Like, I know yep. Holland didn't score a goal today, which is, like, crazy because, you know, yep. he's not human, so he's supposed to score goals as yeah. often and as you, he touches the and ball. You texted, and you texted me uh, before the start of the, the second half. You were like, uh, the only thing... Like, I don't know how you phrased it. I will read it again because I have it somewhere on my phone. But it was very funny because you were like, uh, okay, let me check. Yeah, I guess the obvious question is, will Erling Haaland score four goals in the second half? Yeah. <laughs> LOL. Like, is <laughs> that, that, is that what he's going to do? Like, that's, I was like, well, we were down one nothing very recently going into the second half. And then Erling Haaland did something like score four goals. So it was like, oh, maybe he'll do it again, you know. But yep. uh, unfortunately today, that was not the case. But I don't think, you know, like we can't, Holland isn't the only player on Dortmund. Like if, if we don't score a lot of goals, like that can't fall on Holland's shoulders, I think, every time. Yep. And I think sometimes he's going to have games where he doesn't score four goals or he doesn't score. Like it's he's, yep. it's just a reminder that even though he isn't human, he kind of is human. He, he, or he has to at least pretend he's human every now and then. And today was one of those yep. days where I guess he had to pretend he was human, you know? But regardless of that, I still felt like he was in the right areas of the pitch. He was still, his work rate was phenomenal, you know. Um, I thought Gio Reyna, when he came onto the pitch, he made an immediate impact. Like, that assist was fantastic. And yep. that's that's just what he does. Like, he, he comes out and he gets himself involved. And he's a very selfless player, which I think you need to have someone like that. Like, to me, he reminds me of a young Marco Royce 
you know, Marco Royce is more of like a, a leader and a captain now, so his role is a little different. But Gio Reyna is kind of like, to me, Marco Royce Jr. Like, he's he's got that team mindset. He's very, like, focused on ensuring that the team does well. Like, he doesn't care if he does well if the team doesn't do well. And you can see by the I way mean, he plays. Like, he's... He- and he's and he's like only like I don't think I don't know only 17 years old. Yeah. But but when I when I first uh, got news that uh, Giovanni Reina was called to the first team because he was playing first for the I think the under uh, 19 team, and when he was like yeah he's like he's like a almost yeah he's 18 years old as of uh, November he's 18 years old he was born in 2002. Uh, but the th- the thing is, I was just like, oh, is is Borussia Dortmund trying to uh, get just a player that will get them uh, United States fans? Because I understand how how um, teams work right now. Because teams are at the same time trying to get players, but at the same time they're trying to get marketing at the same time. So uh, by getting, for example, Pulisic or Gio Reyna or for uh, uh, for um, for like, for example, for Bayern Munchen, they got like the Canadian player who whose name I don't remember, and for uh, Werder Bremen, they got like the American player. So, so I think like, in my opinion, it's like for it's just a marketing stand 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 to get uh, these American or these Canadian fan, fans. But when I watch Reina, I know it's like I was like rooting for. Today I was like rooting for Reina to be involved in the game. Yeah. Because in my opinion, I was so disappointed on how Brandt played the game today. I was like, yeah, Brandt, come on, man. Like, uh, in my opinion, Brandt played most of the first half with his back to the opposition, which as a playmaker. As a playmaker, you don't play with your back to the opposition. You go through the opposition. You try to push the ball forward, but he played like a center for a center, uh, a central midfielder or a defensive midfielder, and it was like, it's not your position because Witzel and Chan are playing on the central midfield. So you are a playmaker. You are the number ten in this game, and you're still playing as with your back to the to the opposition. So. I didn't really get it. I'm, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? But, but I, I was really rooting for Reyna to be brought in, and he was brought in. And I see that pass he played to Hazard and that combination play between uh, Mukoko to Reyna to Hazard. And I'm like, yes. Uh, well, we're gonna lose. Maybe we're not gonna get any silverware this year. But I'm sure that Reyna is going to be one of our best players in the next few years. And nothing better than to have not only a player who, who is uh, in a world-class level at 18 years old than to be for it to be an american player who's going to be who's going to be introducing football to lots of american fans who are now watching and i know uh, not watching football i know that you are american and you are very uh, you, you are very recent to football like f- four or five years ago if i'm not mistaken yeah so for you it's like politic is a is a big deal in, in in the US. And I know that Giovanni Reina and like Joshua Sargent and other players are very like are the same. Uh, so what do you think about Giovanni Reina? How do you see this this player in like in the next five years when he's like 22, 23? 
Well, I really, I think he has, like, as good as he is now, I think he has a lot of potential to get better and to grow. Like, he still is a very young player, and I like the enthusiasm that he displays when he's on the pitch. And he's also surprisingly mature on the pitch. Like, he's got, he's very composed, and I think even over the course of this season, like over the summer, he he showed a lot of growth and maturity as a player. And I think that's why he's been able to be so impactful so far this season. And I really think if we can hold on to him over the next five years, like that would be huge for Dortmund because I mean, I personally, he just, he just signed the contract. Yeah. He just signed the contract extension till uh, 2024. So we're just, we're having him for a long term. I think. Yeah. And I think like, especially like I love Marco Royce, but Marco Royce, like yeah. he is unfortunately, dare I say it, getting old. And at some point, we're going to need someone who can kind of fill his role on the team. And maybe, maybe like Reyna won't be able to showcase the same leadership and like captain skills that Marco Royce has, but he has the, he has a very similar football set of skills. Like he's got great uh, pace, great like skill on the ball. He's very like intelligent in his passing. And I think for me, I think that's a a huge thing that we're going to be lacking as Marco Royce gets older and, I mean, I, I hate to think about Marco Royce retiring eventually, but, like, I think Reyna is someone who, if Marco Royce retires in the near future, he's someone that can kind of fill those shoes at least, like, positionally, like, out on the pitch. And he can, because he makes those passes, and and he we know he's capable of scoring goals. Like, he's he's got a, a great, um, I'll say a great awareness, and he's got um, even, like, a, a great like knowledge of the game like he's he knows how how to play the right passes he knows when to pass when to dribble and he's yep. got enough technical skill to make something out of nothing and that to me is like huge especially in Dortmund's attack because I feel like when we spend too much time passing the ball and we just sit around and wait that's when we struggle but Reyna is someone who knows when to dribble and when to pass and he doesn't he doesn't force passes but he he's he makes risky passes because he knows he can make them. He's got the confidence to make the moves that he needs to make to create space for himself and teammates. And that's something I think Marco Royce is pretty good at. And that's something that it's good to see from our youngsters. And l- like you were saying, the um the the chemistry between him and Mukoko. Um, I was listening to the broadcast today, and the announcers were talking about how Reyna and Mukoko have a very good like relationship and a good rapport with each other because they've yep. spent so much time growing together, not only in the youth but like in the training grounds and stuff. And they're kind of like they're kind of like buddies, and that's huge. Like when you've got yeah. two players who yep. have very similar skills, but like at the same time very different. Like Reyna is more of a creator, and I think Mukoko is obviously a finisher. And when you've got a player yep. who knows how to create space for his finisher, that's monumental. Like I think about Marco Royce creating space for Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang and, yep. and how lethal that was. Like, I mean, we basically won titles because of that. Obviously, they weren't the only two players on the team and there were a lot of moving parts. But like, you think about players who have the potential to be championship players. And I think Gio Reyna has that potential. I don't want to put pressure on him. Like I don't want to if he doesn't get to that level I don't want to say well he's a disappointment because in my mind he doesn't have to be the difference maker to be like what Dortmund needs from him but I think he has that potential to be a difference maker yeah well as you said like um 
for him, as you said that, uh, as the commentators say that they are, uh, Reina and Mukoko have this chemistry between them, and I think that they are like, both of them are like the future of Borussia Dortmund, and um, how they play today, like for me, it's like Mukoko is a very strange dude, <laughs> like because he's a goal scorer. But at the same time, he's a hard worker. Yeah, he fall like he falls deep. He uh, he tries like to uh, go on challenges, tackles. He tries to go back and get the ball. Like, but he's still young. You know what I mean? So he's still in his like as scary as his um as his finishing style and as his work rate and as his goal scoring uh, history. As amazing as that appears on paper, he's still, uh, he's still like, um, he's very young. So, in my opinion, I think that, um, I think that um, there, they, the chemistry between him and, and uh, Gio Reyna is going to be like, improved in the next few years. But I'm, I'm also very excited because I, I think that, now better than like now more than any uh, any other time. I think that uh, Reina or maybe uh, Mukoko and Haaland could play both at the front. I think I think we can we can bring back like uh, okay if if there's like a slogan it will be like make two uh, like make two center forwards great again <laughs> <laughs> or make two strikers great again. Do you remember these like old fashioned four four two? Yeah, the four four two like a, a four a four yeah. three three. Like you had these like Listen. three attackers, like you had crazy yeah. formations. Where, where like Real Madrid used to play like Morientes and 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 Ronaldo, like the Ronaldo number nine, like the El Fenomeno, the Brazilian Ronaldo. They used to play Morientes and Ronaldo uh, in the front. And they would be playing like a four four two. And that would be like amazing. And I just I think that if Reina could, if if uh, Mukoko could play alongside Haaland, we could see like a four four two again. And it, that will make like I don't know. It, maybe it will look dumb because uh, it's not it's not suiting our style of play. But at the same time, that would be like something different uh, from what uh, because modern football has has became like it's not. It's not only uh, Borussia Dortmund or this uh, Liverpool or, for example, Sevilla or, uh, you know, the, the um, creative teams. It's not only the, these teams who are, like, uh, playing this modern football, but now modern football is played by almost every, even Italian teams who are, like, uh, defensive-minded. They still, like, play um, this modern uh, style of football, so it will be like funny to uh, have a uh, Borussia Dortmund, who is a mo- who is the most modern like uh, team in the world, like in the way they are using youth uh, and young players, and in the way they are like creating a game a game styles that are very uh, new to the football world. It will be very funny. Uh, for like Lucian Favre to just be like, oh, let's play four four two today. <laughs> I'd <laughs> like that better than the uh, 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 the three at the back. That's for sure. <laughs> yes, yes, and that brings me to the point about today's game. Like, I watched the game today, and although I was like screaming at players, 
Uh, it's crazy because I'm just sitting at my home alone watching the, f- <laughs> the fucking game. Nobody's listening to me. But at the same time, like, I'm like, fuck you, man. What the fuck are you doing? Like, g- g- go forward, man. Why are you bringing the ball back? What? And I understand that that's fucking dumb and stuff like that. But at the same time, um, the point I want to make is... Um, well, I just lost my point <laughs> while explaining the. the, the oh, the uh, the formation. Uh, I don't. No, I I just forgot <laughs> forgot about what I wanted to say, but um, yeah, we were talking about how uh, how it would be funny to have uh, the two at the at the front instead of just one instead of this target man as a number nine. As modern football, but somehow I just forgot what I was talking about. So yeah, yeah. Well, I actually I do have a question for you. Yeah. So uh, today it wasn't like we didn't play poorly defensively, but we did make two very crucial mistakes on set pieces defensively, and I was wondering what your thoughts were on that. I feel like set pieces have just been cursed for Dortmund over the past few years like what were your thoughts on those set pieces those corner kicks where it was basically the, like they were both almost the exact same goal what what do we need to do differently to prevent that or who needs to make the change or who needs to who needs to step up so that doesn't happen well listen um that's a very good question because like uh while you're watching the game and while you are like in, in the emotions of the game and being like uh, angry with what's happening most of the fans and including myself are very angry with this with these like uh, sit pieces goals being scored against us and it's not like this season but it was happening again and again like since Jurgen Klopp and even before Jurgen Klopp shit was happening in that in that uh, in that uh, in that in that way but in my opinion, like, I understand that there are mistakes in football, but sit pieces are one of the hardest things, like, to be accurate on, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's very difficult to just monitor every player who is on the pitch on a sit piece. It's one of the most difficult things because, I don't know, because uh, there's so many so much so many factors there and there are players moving in the box and stuff like that so okay listen in my opinion the first the first goal the first goal uh, the first goal goal should be ruled out because there was a foul on Haaland and oh. if you watch the, the 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 yeah if you can go ahead right now and just replay the first goal uh, of 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 uh, uh, scored by by Curl, and if you don't think there was a foul on Haaland during that goal, let me know. Just go ahead. Yeah, right now you can just watch the game. You watch the goal. Yeah, I'm gonna go watch it right now actually, because I didn't. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even think about that. You, you can go ahead. Oh, I will wait here and just just watch the. I, I do have to wait for an ad, and I will see. say I did ask that question, and when I asked, do you it, have do you have a link? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pulling it up right it? now. It's just gotta, I gotta get through an ad. I, when I asked that question, I was like, I don't have an answer for that question because I, I agree. Set pieces are crazy to defend and it's like, it feels like we're always getting burned by them, but I, I really don't know what you can do to fix that. Cause like shit just happens. Like 
Oh my god, dude! Holland yeah. got what the hell? He got murdered. <laughs> is but wait, isn't that shouldn't that be like an offensive foul? Um, yeah, you know, in, I, in your opinion, what do you think? Yeah, I, like if, I think if, so. If, like, like if VR, like if VR ruled that ruled out, like if, v, if VR checked that goal, do you think that they should give a foul against Holland? Yeah, I think um, like if Holland is a big dude and he got absolutely decked, like, like the dude was trying to play. Is that is that the Oh, bro, Holland just got... Like, the guy didn't even touch the ball. Like, he he just came up and jumped on Holland. Yeah. So, and Holland so that's was going to make a play about. on the ball, too. Okay, well, So, yeah. funny enough, Holland. Yeah. So, funny enough, Holland was sacrificed for the first set-piece goal. But he was also the one of the uh, factors who caused Borussia Dortmund to concede the second goal. Because he... He just ducked the ball in the second goal. If you watch the replay for the second goal, you will see that Haaland didn't raise his head or just just didn't. I don't understand what he did. He wanted to raise his head to hit the ball. At the same time, he didn't want to hit the ball. So he just left. He just uh, ignored the ball and the ball went by him. If you watch the second goal, you will see that. It's so fucking funny, man. I wonder too like, if... You wouldn't expect that from your, your number nine. No, and I wonder too if after that first set piece where he got, I mean, pretty much just decked, like I wonder if that was in his head too. Like you think about, like you get hit that hard, yeah. it, it's not something that you forget. Like, and I wonder if that played a role in why but he was hesitant on the second goal. Like going back to our first, but going back to our first like discussion about VAR. Like, if that is not checked by VAR, and if that goal is not ruled out, what the fuck is happening? Because that, like, that is an obvious, what, how they call in VAR, that is an obvious foul building up to a goal. Yeah. Or foul do, during a play building up to a goal. That's how we, they call it in VAR. Yeah. So if, he, if we're not going to rule out that goal because of VAR, then what's, what's the purpose of VAR? That's my question. Yeah, and you know, I think that actually... And I was so fucking angry because that's a fucking foul. Yeah. That's a foul. That's a foul. That's... <laughs> I don't understand, man. Like, it's so fucking crazy. That's a fucking foul. And to me, I think that brings up a point too. Like, if we want to use VAR, we need to obviously look for ways to improve it. And this might just be like, because I'm an American where we have sports where like reviewing plays is like common, but I would say anytime a goal is scored, VAR should take a look at it to look for something specifically like that. Like either have VAR review every goal to confirm it right away or to overturn it or like don't have it at all, I guess. Because otherwise it's just kind of like, when does the VAR feel like looking at a goal as opposed to like have them check everything or have them check nothing. And if they check everything, they go and check that goal and they say, oh my goodness, that's a foul. <laughs> yeah, that's a fucking foul. Like, that's an obvious foul. I'm sorry, uh, wh whatever, whatever how you interpret football or if you're watching like CAA or if you're watching mostly like La Liga or anything or the Premier League 
everywhere. That should be a foul everywhere, like any in every fucking league. Yeah, that's a fucking foul. So because I watched that goal go in, I'm like, okay, is that gonna be rolled out? And I was so fucking surprised where no VAR check was made. And I'm like, okay, let's just go ahead, man. I don't care. But going back to your question, set pieces. These are one of the most difficult ones to control in a game. And uh, I understand these commentators saying that set pieces, oh my God, Borussia Dortmund is uh, conceding from set pieces. They should have a problem with that and stuff like that. And I understand that. And I, to an extent, I agree with that. And I think that in Borussia Dortmund really has problems with set pieces. It's not like they don't. But set pieces are a very tricky thing because they are also very difficult to control. Because you have so many things happening at the same time and players are just going to move around, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's very difficult for one player to, to, to mark another one. So if you're, if you're playing a set piece and, and you're like playing the strategy to one versus one, it's very difficult because modern football, you, you get like these four or five players four or five position players sticking together and letting no space behind them and as soon as the ball is kicked they just fucking go everywhere yeah and you need to have a reflex to just jump and mark your own player that's like that's like a very difficult thing to do and i understand that boysidomo should work on that but at the same time i'm like yeah but it's not the biggest problem it's not the biggest problem for me, the biggest problem is scoring, like converting real opportunities into goals. Because Borussia Dortmund is not like the, 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 the strongest defensive uh, team. They are the strongest attacking team. They are one of the best attacking team, attacking mind, minded teams in the world. So when you have these like youth players who are like attacking uh, minded and they are like uh, very strong and they want to go forward and score goals when i see like haaland missing the opportunity at the 92nd or 93rd minute like did you see that yeah the that, pass, was, uh, that was like his played up that was that was like devastating like how how come you score all these goals <laughs> in these like unbelievably difficult situations and you missed that one. It's like, why couldn't you like, have scored my three opinion, goals last week and then saved one for today? <laughs> just score one more goal than the opposition last week. Just score one more goal than, 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 than Brugge and score the goal today. And they will be better. Like, uh, imagine if we miss opportunities like we missed. Like the opportunities missed by Stancho and by Royce and by uh, Witzel and by... Uh, by the way, I think that Chan was one of the best players today because he was he was great. I I really love how Chan plays the ball. Yeah, he's really passionate and he plays the ball. And but he missed opportunities as well. And each one of the players in the on the field, like even Homos scored a goal that was uh, ruled out because of offside. But uh, but when we are these mind these attacking minded. Uh, teams and we miss goals then I mean that's the issue because as I said before and I will say it again 
in my in my opinion i don't care if we get like if we concede six goals as soon as we score the seventh goal as soon as we, we went seven to six i am satisfied you know what i mean yeah i don't care about how the defense works my only my only concern is how the how our defensive players how akanji and Rumos are going to contribute to the attack and my only concern is how our attacking players are going to score goals. If we're going to miss opportunities, if we're scoring our, our opportunities, I don't care how, how, much, how many goals the, 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 the other teams are going to score because we are obviously going to overscore them yeah. most of the time. So that's my opinion. And I don't think that uh, the biggest problem in those Borussia Dortmund today is the sit pieces. I think it's more like converting the 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 converting their uh, chances in in the last like last uh, third. That's my that's my response to your question about the uh, the set pieces problem. I think that's a fair response. Like, I I don't think you're not going to win many games scoring only one goal. Like one goal will very rarely yeah. be enough to win. And when it is, then that's great. I'm happy with that. But there's really no reason we shouldn't be able to score three goals on any given day. Like, we have enough talent. We have enough skill. We certainly had enough possession today to score three goals and then some. Yep. So what, what's what's stopping us in the final third? And it's that we just don't convert on our opportunities. And I, I think more about a team like Bayern, who, who they convert on their good opportunities. Like, they're a team that if you give them a chance, you know they're going to score. And I think with Dortmund... It's like, oh, I hope we score when we have this opportunity as opposed to we know we'll score. And I think that's kind of what separates us too from that next tier, that next level of play. And what, se- what really is like holding us back from championship football. Like if we can get to a level where, where if we have an opportunity, we know we're going to score. I think that's, that's going to be the difference for us. And today we had those opportunities, but we couldn't convert. And at some point, you know, I'm sure we're going to, see that we will convert and I, I hope that sooner rather than later but I, I agree with you there that if we just convert our opportunities giving up two goals to set pieces isn't going to be a problem especially because for the rest of the match I thought defensively we were absolutely fine like we we were able to get players back we handled their counterattack very well and the only the only thing we lacked yep. today was um was clinical finishing in the final third and and you can't afford to lack that against teams that you almost always should be beating, and you should be beating them by a lot. Like there's, there's no reason we should only score one goal against Cologne when when we're capable of very easily scoring more. Like we scored more goals against Bayern, and I think Bayern defensively is far superior to Cologne. So like, w- we just need to get more consistency out of our attack, and we can if we can develop that consistency. And if we can be clinical on command as opposed to, like, randomly clinical, it's kind of like rolling a dice, you know? Like, you roll a die, and it's like sometimes you turn up a six, and sometimes Dortmund scores six goals, but sometimes you turn up a one, and we score up one goal. Like, we need to be we need to be able to score when we have the opportunities because if we don't score when we have those opportunities, we're making the game harder for ourselves. Like, we're forcing ourselves to try and create goals that aren't there like if you can convert the opportunities when they come you don't need to create like difficult goals and today it felt like we were trying to create difficult goals and that's that's not how we're going to win football games yep i i totally agree with that like you couldn't you couldn't have said it better it's it just uh in like it just uh 
um, like brings all these points to how we should play games and it just it just like encapsulate all the points that we should like uh, focus on like instead of focusing on how to making our defense better I think that we should mo focus more on how to make our attacking players better but there was several like um, several like uh, positive points in my opinion oh absolutely I saw chance yeah, I saw Sancho making more moves forward and getting uh, more confident because he scored a, a, a stunning free kick in uh, the game against Brugge in the midweek. And I love that. I also saw uh, Mark Royce playing his, his A game, which was very good as well. I also saw, like uh, as I said before, um, Chan playing a very good midfield uh, as a very good midfielder. And I was very satisfied with his. With his, he was one of the, our best players this this um, uh, tonight. He was one of our best players, uh, hands down. And also, Akanji ha has improved a lot. Like Akanji last season was a disaster, but this season he's like, oh, he he, he just recovered like his um, his confidence. And I saw, I see that Hummels is the Hummels we know. And homos we love, and probably the homos who deserves to to be back at the national Mannschaft team at the German like a Mannschaft. That's a funny name, like a Mannschaft. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny name, by the way, like Mannschaft. It's a sh <laughs> I told about it, but but yeah, like uh, like homos should be back at the German national team, and he deserves that. He's a very good defender. He still is at his age. And I think that overall, as a as a team, we played a very good game, but but at the same time, we failed to convert. We also don't. We also lack that. You know that um, because most of football is just luck, and sometimes you just have to uh, cro to make a cross to the penalty box. Just a, just a random cross. Maybe someone is going to meet the ball at the penalty box and score. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also we have we have a player who is uh, one like six five or something like that. Erling Haaland is a big player, so fucking cross the ball to him. Sometimes just try to cross the fucking ball. Like he's a big player. I don't know. I'm going to 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 pull up his uh, height, but I think he's yeah he's one ninety four meters, which is I think it's in 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 in. Uh, in feed is going to be like, yeah, he's six three. So just fucking cross balls to him. Yeah. Hopefully he's going to score one. Maybe look for penalties. Maybe look for uh, fouls in 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 uh, outside the penalty box. Like be cunts as players. We can be cunts. Excuse me for the <laughs> French. Like we the, the the team can be fucking bunch of cunts. Trying to get penalties, trying to get fouls, just just like crossing the ball to the, like we don't have to be a hundred percent sticking to our uh, how we play, like being this team who's like getting the ball around, like fast passes, like one, two, three, and to the, you know what I mean? So maybe we go into face teams like Köln, who by the way I praise very much and I respect because they were very very. Disciplined today, tonight. Yeah, they were, and they played their best game in the defense. And I really admire how he, how they played in the defense. 
we can just because we played our best of like almost our best offense game and they were still very uh, confident in how they played the defense so in my opinion if we can just like what what lacks what lacks Borussia Dortmund is just that Conte uh, like Conte play you know what I mean like being being cunts and I want to see like Jaden Sancho like just uh, instigating for that little foul outside the box. Yeah, I think or, too. Holland uh, did that. Erling well Holland falling inside the box. Yeah, I mean we can do that, and we can get, we can save games doing that. That's the most important thing. And Bayern mentioned are not like they are not like being like oh we are we are a fair play team. We're not going to do that. We're just going to play our best game. No, Bayern mentioned like. Last season, Lewandowski scored most of his goals. He scored he scored from a penalty, from the penalty box. So from a penalty kick. So they are obviously doing something different. You know what I mean? Yeah. They are saving. They are saving games because they play like cunts, and we should do so as well. We should get some because that's how you become a champion. You combine good, uh, good players, skilled players. With a good defense, with some of a, some uh, some degree of, of being a cunt, you know what I mean? Yeah, like be able to draw fouls in and around the box. Like I think we saw once today, Holland had the ball just outside the top of the box, and he wasn't like he refused to be dispossessed, and it forced. I can't remember who from Colm did it, but he drew a foul right outside the box, and we had an opportunity on a set piece. And I feel like we don't. Like, Dortmund doesn't have a lot of set-piece opportunities. Like, most of our goals come from the natural run of play. And I feel like it would benefit us more if we gave ourselves better opportunities from set-pieces. Like, like drawing those fouls around the box and inside the box. Like, don't be afraid to run at defenders. Like, force them to, to, to make a play. Like, like if we're going to be aggressive with our passing and get inside the box, like... Don't be afraid to run directly at a defender. Like force, we have the skill to to protect the ball. So don't be afraid to force the defender to make a difficult decision. And I bet you that even if you only get the foul like half the time, that's that's more set pieces and more penalty kicks than we're seeing right now. Like today, we took 16 shots and we only put five on target. We were not clinical. I would argue it's a lot easier to be clinical when you give yourself easy opportunities. Like, make the goals easier for yourself. Yep. Draw those fouls in and around the box. I also think, too, like, I, I don't want to spend too much time, like, looking at what we could have done better today because I do want to get to my final question for you. Yeah. Which is, what do you want to see from us against Lazio on Wednesday? Because as much as today was, like, a difficult loss it wasn't I don't think it was like the loss to Augsburg early in the season like today it was just like unfortunate like it is what it is but I don't feel like we played bad football we just we did everything right we just couldn't convert in the final third and the way it goes that's that's what happens sometimes you don't convert on your opportunities you probably won't win so besides converting on our opportunities against Lazio what do you want to see from us in terms of like our our pace our our aggression like what do you want to see on Wednesday? Yeah, yeah. I think I think that, in my opinion, how we will, we we want to play against uh, against uh, Lazio is um, 
we want to be like more of uh we, we, we definitely the one to play like five in the back you know what i mean so we want to be like more uh of, of an offensive uh team but i think that like overall we should play the same way we played uh in in the in the last games so yeah i'd so agree i think like, i'd like to see um a lot of our young guys get a chance to go out there um i think they play with some pretty good energy and we already know we're going to the next round in the champions league so i'd like to see you know what our young guys are capable of capable of like give them a chance to go out there and prove themselves a little bit too like Let's see what what Reina Mukoku yep. maybe try that four four two you know put Mukoku and Holland up there up the, up at the top at the same time and and let Reina feed him and see see how it plays out like yep. I, I wouldn't mind seeing a little different looks in terms of uh, who who's in the squad but I think strategically we need to play like if we play like we did today and instead of we just convert on our opportunities I think there's nothing to worry about and I I do think when we're talking about we lost because we couldn't convert, that's a lot better than we lost because we didn't know what to do. Like we clearly knew what we needed to do. We clearly moved the ball. Well, we got into the scoring areas and like, I guess today was just, nobody had the hot foot today. So you got to kind of put that behind you. We know we're capable of scoring and we know we can create chances and you know, if you create enough chances, they're going to start falling. So let's see what we can do on Wednesday. And, I even after today, I still feel pretty confident for uh, Wednesday's matchup. Like I, I think we could walk out of there three one. Like I definitely think that we can, we can even get like a, a clean sheet. So in my opinion, so we're playing at home. We're playing against a team that who's not like on top of the game this season. So um, if we play like we played in the last few games, um, definitely confident that we're going to get a, a confident win and we're going to uh, go up there and uh, finish the group stage uh, first of, of, the, of the group of course and yeah as you said uh, let's just keep our hopes up and this is like still the start of the season we still have uh, several games ahead of us and we just need to keep our a game and we have we have what it takes uh, we have youth players and Things are going to go our way, so uh, let's just keep it up, and hopefully we'll get some good results. Well, I, uh, I, I gotta uh, like. I think we've uh, said enough. I don't know if you have anything else to add, but I think we just covered everything we need to talk about, in my opinion. So yeah, I think we, yeah, like this. This is like fairly fifteen minutes of recording, so it's like yeah. <laughs> I think we got well, enough content. Yep, and hopefully we'll be able to uh, get another one in the midweek after the game against Lazio. And yeah, well, again, thanks so much for uh, being with us here, Ryan, and thank you for listening, guys. And yeah, talk to you guys later.